At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is Demoria Douglas, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined by Cody Carpentier for another Senior Bowl preview of the wide receivers here. We are going to be talking today about Devontae Walker from North Carolina and Jacob Cowing from Arizona. Two guys, I'm, I'm interested to see what Cody, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, so I did Jacob Cowan, Cody did Devontae Walker, uh, kind of interested in what Cody has to say about uh, Walker. I'm not, ex- I'm not sure my exact feelings on the guy, um, but if you missed the first one that we did on Xavier Leggett and Brendan Rice from late last week, make sure and check that out. We're going to try and crank these things out coming up into the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl. Um you know, at least, you know, at least weekly. And hopefully we'll get to where we're doing it kind of bi-weekly to make sure that we have profiles of all these guys done before we actually get there. Then we'll start turning our attention to some of the other guys who get invited to the NFL combine who might not have been invited here. And of course, then the underclassmen. So um, make sure to stick around and find all this content at rosterwatch.com and here on the roster watch podcast feed and or YouTube channel. So happy to see you guys coming in here. Oh, Jay, Jay Ward in the chat. Okay. So a, a regular that we're used to, I guess he's getting a break from uh, national signing day stuff to come over here and see what's going on with the senior bowl guys. Um, so I, I don't know, man, let's just, do you want, do you want me to start with Cowan? Do you, do, do you want to start with, with Walker? What do you think? Take the reins with Cowan because uh, he's one that I've said it multiple times. He should have came out in last year's draft class and maybe the year before that. So I, I want to hear your thoughts on Cowing because I, I have a few strong ones. Okay. Um, well, here are my initial thoughts. So uh, Jacob Cowing, Arizona, five foot eleven, 175 pounds, um, twenty uh, in the in the twenty twenty four uh, NFL season. He'll be twenty three years old through the entire season, basically to the Super Bowl is when he'll turn 24. So, you know, just your general kind of redshirt senior type of guy. Spent his first three years at UTEP. And uh, these last two years, he has been at Arizona, of course. He was a two-star coming out of high school. I believe, what is that, Maricopa, Arizona? 
Maricopa, Arizona, I think uh, it was where he was from. One of those, you know, one of those football schools there in, uh, in Maricopa. He was only a two star in the class of 2019. As far as the, you know, just the market share stuff, um, you know, pretty, pretty good within the, within the context of his offense. Um, 83 receptions for 696 yards and 11 touchdowns. So 27% of the team's market share of receptions, 19% of the receiving yards and 32% of the touchdowns. So kind of an odd sort of, you know, uh, odd profile there statistically with the sort of the lack of receiving yards, but the, you know, the really high receptions and the high touchdowns. And it goes to, it goes to, I think it's, it's illustrative, illustrative, (laughs) <laughs> something i think it illustrates um you know a, a big part of this guy's game and he is a he's a he's a look man he's a he's a slot guy he played 70 percent of his route he played he ran 70 percent of his routes out of the slot this last season and the two defining features of his game are one he's a killer on option routes versus nickel corners versus safe safety certainly versus linebackers he he, he leaves these guys jocks out there on the out, out out there on the turf it's it's something to behold and he's just a he's a killer man he's 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 deadly in this in the screen game um so it, it adds to a whole lot of you know lower than average depth of target type of throws those those kinds of targets for cowing but he's he's a guy who i i have trouble with him cody i don't I don't know exactly, and we'll kind of go over how we how we kind of rate him or what our initial thoughts what, what are. What parts your what parts your issue with him? What what is because for me, well, let, I, me say I, the, let me say oh. the things that I kind of like out, out of him okay. first. Okay, so first, um, twenty twenty one first team all conference USA uh, broke out broke out as a true freshman at at UTEP. Now that was it, it wasn't a good offense, but he technically did you know meet the requirements of a of a breakout would have broke out as. Um, would have broke out his so- he would have broke out all, all over the place his sophomore year had he not broke out as a freshman and then as a junior of course I think that's probably that campaign is what led to him going to uh, Arizona to probably get some more eyeballs on his on his skill set because it is a it is a really good skill set as I mentioned he's just a real problem out of the slot on option routes it's the first thing that anybody who knows football is going to notice man if you give him a two way go you're completely swindled it, it you really are. Um, He's just crafty. He's nifty. Um, he's able to create separation at the route stem, not only to get open, right, kind of on those option routes, but also just allow for space to gain yards after catch. He's he's one of these dudes who really can do a lot with the ball in his hands. Really good open space player. Really good open field vision. Um, you know, uh, I don't. I think he's a. I I think he's a good route runner. I think he's a good route runner. He is. He has natural hands. He's a natural hands catcher. Like I talked about earlier, I think a lot of that ability to, to create the separation at the route stem and then be able to get upfield with the yards after catch after that has a lot to always has a lot to do with somebody's framing ability and whether you can frame the ball upfield right without getting your eyes upfield and taking your eye off the football right. They sometimes say you know he he took his eyes off the ball because he was looking to where he was going to go. That that isn't what Cowing does but he frames the ball upfield and looks it in. He's got he's a really natural hands catcher, really natural framer of the football, but frames the ball in the way to take his body and his momentum upfield. Um and I mean that's a that's a definite skill, right? I mean it's it's uh Arizona it, when you look at the way Arizona targeted him in the red zone, I mean like they used him a lot down in the red zone. It's 11 touchdowns this last year on only 696 total receiving yards. Um to be able to, you know, to be able to say that I was I was targeted 
in this kind of with this kind of frequency down here and score and scored this many touchdowns that the offense wanted to get me involved in the, in these kinds of spots that's what that's what really sort of stood out to me um, for sure and we talked about him in the in in the in the screen game all the rest of that stuff right 2022 and 2023 not as notable as far as his honors that he received from the various uh, I guess the coaches within the cockamamie Pac-12 um he was all Pac-12 honorable mentions in both of those years. So after going from a 2021 first-team All-Conference USA, 2022 and 2023 all Pac-12 honorable mentions, as we got our guy Blake's gags in the chat. Dude, this this might as well just be football with friends, Cody. <laughs> Gee whiz, man. We got Blake. We got Jay Ward. It's so good to see you guys, man. Um, as far as what I don't like, okay, what I what I don't like on his on his profile. I don't care what anybody says. He's, he's, he's pretty slight of frame. He, he's 5'11", 175, and to me, he looks more slight than Jordan Addison. That weighs the, that's the exact same height and the exact really? same. Yeah. He, just, he, he, he looks smaller to me. His, his, he looks like he's, he, he doesn't look as imposing to, to me as Jordan Addison did. Um, the, um, I think his straight line speed is good enough, but I don't think he profiles as a bona fide lid lifter. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna run a. What, what do you think? How he's gonna run? I'm, pro, I'm projecting him right now as like a four four five four four six kind of guy. I was gonna. I was gonna say four four eight four four nine. So we're right in that same ballpark. Okay. Um. So not a not a lid lifter. He profiles to play exclusively in in the slot, which I, I you know I think is fine. I I'm not sure that he has the physicality to handle press coverage, and I think the whole physicality to handle press coverage is something that really really gets. Uh, kind of overcooked, man. I mean, the, the the grits get overcooked when you talk about this stuff, about the the ability of press coverage. Because you know, in college and man, in the NFL a lot too, you a lot of these a lot of these guys don't get up on you and, and, and press that much anymore. There, there'll be spots that they do, but you know, unless it's one of these you know, unless it's one of these corners that just travels and is can complete star coverage the whole time, and they have something you know, they have something really up their sleeve against you for the entire game it's not going to be like you're facing press on every snap. It's just like, that's just doesn't happen. It's like when, you know, it's like when people say like, Oh, just go ahead and double team Tyreek Hill, you know, or something like they're, they're just going to double team. It was like, well, no, yeah, like, if so you watch football, like if, if, if you watch football in, in, in the NFL, you, you really can't double team somebody, you know what I mean? Like if you double team somebody, any offensive coordinator worth his salt is going to be able to, you know, ex- exploit the fact that you're doing that with his other weapons. I kind of, I kind of feel the same way about people saying that this guy can't get off press, but I, so why, why would you want him to like, I think he's a slot guy, but I think that that definitely limits his limits his ceiling. So um, whenever I, uh, whenever, you know, I looked, I think his hands are fine. I, I looked, I just went to, you know, PFF looked up his drop rates and stuff like that. His drop rates fine. It's, I think it's sitting at 5.7%, which is, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, got, it's, it's gotten better. It, it isn't an Adonai Mitchell or something, you know, it, it isn't one of these 1.8% monsters on big volume, but it's fine. And I think it goes with what I was saying, you know, natural hand catcher, natural framer of the football. Good, good player. Um, my comp, the, the first comp I came up with, I, I, I thought, I thought Sterling Shepard. Um, then I kind of went back and looked at Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard was a, was a little bit bigger. I think he was more like 190, yeah. 190, 188, something like that coming out. Um, you know, Addison was just the same size. I was like, you know, but, but I'm like, man, he just he does not have the dynamism of Jordan Addison. His arms aren't as long as Jordan Addison's. Um, he, he's he's not the acrobat that Addison is. Um, 
I, I, I don't, I just don't feel like he brings the, the, the lightning strike ability that he does, even though he's a good player who you want to get the ball in his hands. And he's a player that Arizona obviously said, man, when we're in the money areas, we're, we're going to get this guy, the football. I think he's the kind of player, Cody, honestly, at the senior bowl with the option, I think at the senior bowl, he's going to show out. And, and here's why it's, it's those option routes. It's those two-way goes. It's the Tank Dell from last year. And I'm not saying he's Tank, but Tank's a different dude. But remember how it was whenever they got these guys, these, these two-way goes in the middle of the football field, and Tank would just get like – that's what this guy's the master of. So he's going to look good, and he's going to make some of these nickel corners and some of these corners look kind of bad at the senior bowl whenever they don't have help to you know, help to e- e- either side as far as any, anything over the top or any, any of the rest of it just in those one-on-ones. So I think he'll look good in that. He'll probably look the best in those. Out of out of everybody that I've seen so far, with that being said, I I think he's I think he's a little bit limited, just a little bit limited by his size. And you know, if you're going to be that size, I just like to see a little bit more dynamism. Uh, apparently, you think I'm wrong. Like, no, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I just I've it's, this is a guy I wanted to come out in last year's class. Um, I, I honestly thought he should have came out after the third year at UTEP, and I was like, this he's ready to go pro. Like he's he's shown what he has. And he said to go to Arizona to try and obviously raise that draft capital, raise the opportunity. And I thought, you know, go for a thousand yards last year. He kind of had that opportunity. And then when you looked at the landscape of last year's draft class, um, which was obviously loaded with these punier guys, the Addisons, the Flowers, Hyatt was 180. He almost looked kind of big compared to some of these guys. Daniel Dell, like Tyler Scott, Trey Tucker, the list goes on and on. And I was like, this is the class for cowing. Like there's no other class. Um, I guess what that might have done for him is it might have been comparing him to other players, but I would have thought for a guy like this, he would have wanted that, right? Um, But when I look at this year's draft class, especially when it's him, it's Worthy, Xavier Worthy from Texas, who has this, the blazing speed. He's going to be faster than Cowing. And then Lad McConkey, who's a very good route runner from Georgia. I think um, a player of Jacob Cowing's stature from Arizona, he has a meld of both of these guys. And I was waiting for you to kind of get there because I knew you were going to get there eventually in your, in your breakdown. But it's Tank Dell. Um, it's this year's Tank Dell. And, and some people are going to go, oh, I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to bet on this guy being Tank Dell because, you know, Tank Dell goes for 1,000 yards. He's so good off the bat. But – Cowing is a guy that when you look at what he's done in college so far, he's had 500 plus receiving yards every single year, 550, 960, uh, or sorry, 690, 1300, 1700, whatever, on and on and on, 80 plus catches. And when you do go over to PFF, um, and I'm looking at the yak, right? 471 yards of yak, six per reception. You look at his career, he's got over 4,000 receiving yards, 1,947 yards after catch out of all of that. Uh, the drop rate got better after better. Uh, earlier in his career at UTEP, he was up in the 16% range and he went to 8%. Yeah, yeah. Wow, down. man. Well, that's why he's so good at framing that thing and getting upfield. He's, he's focused on he's it. He's, he's, he's been he's working. He's a dedicated focus. And I love seeing that trajectory, of course, right? The A dot, however, the A dot, he showed earlier in his career – 15, 17 yards uh, average depth of catch. Now it's down to like 5.96 in the, in the eight area because it, it's been working around there the last two years in Arizona. I think it's a meld of Josh Downs and Tank Dell, right? We talked about what, what do we talk about for speed? You said 444, 445. I said 448, 449. I think Downs ran a 447, and I think we had, uh, I think Tank Dell ran an unofficial 451 at the combine, but there was people we talked to that had him at 444. So it's a meld of those two guys. I don't think he's slighter than Addison. Um, that, that, 
version I will argue with you with. I think his lower half is stronger, more sturdier, and a little bit shorter than Addison. I think Addison's got a long lower half, which makes him a little more lanky. But I think Downs is a mixture of uh, – or sorry, I think Cowing has a mixture of Downs and, and Tank Dell. And, and just like you alluded to, I think the senior bowl – is the is the A1 steak sauce situation for Jacob Cowing to build a resume in this draft class, being that we just saw how successful that this past draft class was in 2023 with these undersized cats. And it's going to be like him, and we already know about Worthy, right? Worthy has that 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 long speed, that one-trick ability, um, among other things. We'll talk about Worthy uh, at a later later date. But then it's also like it's Lad McConkey, and then it's a drop multiple tiers down before you get to another guy of this stature um, and they don't have these abilities. So I really like cowing. Like I said, I thought he should have came out a couple years ago. Do you have any question? This one's for me is, is about him staying in school. Like I know he transferred and continued to excel and had back to back 80 catch seasons at Arizona, but being that fifth year, does that worry you at all? No, I mean, I, th- I think it's fine. No. I just, I just, I just think that as I'm kind of looking at some comps and stuff that I'm going through just for some of our older rankings stuff i'm looking at 2022 and i mean he prof he profiles a little bit like Jahan dotson it's about the That's same size one. i could I, I could see, i could see that being a comp you know i'm not sure he's a round Very one good. talent but i think that i kind of i might like that because i was saying maybe a sterling shepherd mixed with the maybe mixed with a jordan addison doesn't that feel like a Jahan dotson i mean that, that kind of feels about true. right so i i, I think he i think he reminds me a little bit a little bit of a a little bit of a Dotson. The the other thing is just you know pretty pretty puny as far as his yards per route run this last year at one point seven five. Right, we've been talking about these guys like Xavier Leggett, who's up here at three point one five. Brennan Rice at two point seven five. Um, you know, one point seven five is pretty pretty puny for for this this kind of guy. I mean, um, I think you like him more than me, but I think that that could you know that that's why we go to the Senior Bowl. That's why we go to the Combine. That's why we want to get to see him in person, meet him talk to them, see how they look on a, on a field of other guys who are the best of the best in college football. So we'll, we'll see, but like, I'm not head over heels for him. I, I do think that talking through this sort of helped me though, to say he might be some kind of version of a Jahan Dotson who Jahan Dotson. I don't think the, you know, it feels like the jury is still sort of out on him as, as to what he can be. I, I don't think that the, you know, what the verdict's not in yet on Jahan Dotson and whether or not he can elevate to the upside that so many people hope for when he, whenever he was coming out. I will say, um, as we are plugging these guys into our staff rankings, I, I put so far between Brendan Rice, Xavier Leggett, and Jacob Cowing, and there was only three dudes in there, but I put him um, below Rice and ahead of Xavier Leggett. So uh, that's where I came I in. think that'll change after the Senior Bowl, man. We'll see. Maybe Leggett will come and be one of these dudes. And, who- and, and, I love Leggett, but I just – there's know, absolutely man. no way that I could put cowing over, over Leggett. There's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's no way I could do that. You know, they're both fifth year. They're, they're both fifth year guys. One of them's just a complete statistical monster. Yards after, you know, yards after catch, yards per route run. You know, all the all the rest of this stuff. Um, and he's probably gonna he's probably gonna run it. You know, a, a, a tenth of a second faster as far as his forty. While he while he weighs fifty pounds more. So, I mean. But anyway, so that's 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 where I'm at on on on, on cowing. Um, Going to be tough. as far as, as as far as Walker, I can tell you just like I didn't write down any of my thoughts about him, but whenever I watched him, um, you know, I think he's somewhere like six two or six three, um, but you know, uh, leggy, high cut, right, um, slender, 
but I don't think he's necessarily, you know, terrible, you know, terrible as far as his, as far as his, his BMI, he looks good to me. Um, looks like he can catch, looks like he's somebody who can go up, go up and get it as far as on the sidelines with, with contested catches, but he can also get open on post routes and stuff like this. I'm not sure he's going to you know run by everybody. Um, but I, I, he, he looks effective to me. I, I Whenever I saw him, I said, dude, he honestly – and this might be terrible, but it, re- it really reminded me of a mix of not Justin Ross from, you know, his freshman season, but maybe later career Justin Ross at Clemson mixed with some of the good Romeo Dobbs Nevada highlights, right, before we got to the senior bowl and saw Romeo Dobbs and didn't think he was as good. Um, as far as the body type, he, remi- he reminds me of those kinds of guys, and I feel like he could be used in similar ways in the NFL. Yeah, Walker um, was a 2022 All-Mac player at Kent State. He transferred in uh, from North Carolina Central where he, he had a redshirt his freshman season. He didn't do anything. Then he transferred to Kent State, played, uh, and then he transferred to North Carolina this year. He most notably conversed uh, in early part of the season with being the guy that was deemed uh, ineligible by the NCAA, and then he missed a couple of games and ended up coming back, and they vouched for him and vouched for him, and there was a lot of stuff going around on Twitter where um, – you know, he missed the first four games, but then he came back and, and kind of lit a fire under this offense. And um, some of the big notes that were reported during that time was being that he had, he was nose deep in the playbook. Um, well, he wasn't able to play and was asking to play in the scout team when he was ineligible and not, and, and not playing. He was practicing what did he, on the scout What did he allegedly do again? He didn't do anything. It was just the transfer thing. They, he had transferred from North Carolina Central to Kent State and then from Kent State to North Carolina. Oh, and they so yeah, him ineligible. Yeah. For, they, they basically said he didn't have a reason. And that was obviously before the current uh, thing that just went through for transfers yep. in college where they have the, the free anytime transfer thing. But um, So he, he never missed a step. He debuted for North Carolina against Syracuse, caught six passes for 43 yards in that first game back. And then over the next two weeks, he caught 17 passes for 278 yards and four touchdowns. He just completely blew onto the scene. Um, and, and, and he was prepared to make that statement. And, and that was something that I took away was – Every every time I turned something on and I was listening to the the TV copy, they'd be talking about how uh, ready he was, how the team loved him, how the team was behind him, how he was working with uh, Drake May at quarterback. Um, and, and when you look at him, he, he he's from Charlotte. He's from West Charlotte. That's where he went to high school at in North Carolina, right there. Uh, of course, went to North Carolina Central, transferred out to Kent State, and then came back to play for North Carolina. Um, when he did transfer uh, from Kent into Kent State, he put on 17 pounds of mass during his time at Kent State uh, and, and kind of got up to this 200-pound range. He was in the, in the lower 180s at that time. Uh, at Kent State, he had a couple of big games, played against Washington. He had four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown in the opening weekend a couple of years ago against Washington. And then just three weeks later, played in Athens against Georgia, cresting 100 yards against that future national championship defense. Uh, I think – he shows small flashes of Justin Jefferson type body control and playmaking ability. Um, but I think the allure of Walker will be viewed in a broad range this spring due to just the consistency. Um, I, I think he has the ability to dominate downfield uh, when you take it to the NFL. Uh, but for fantasy, it's, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot tougher to trust a guy like this in, in the, in the fantasy realm. He reminds me um, if you want to compare it to the last couple of years, um, from his ability, his raw talent, playmaking ability, coupled with his, I, I think, contested catch ability, ball tracking, it kind of puts him ahead of players like Jalen Hyatt, Tyquan Thornton, Danny Gray. That ilk, it puts him ahead of that tier, um, but I think it puts him in the same conversation as like a Marvin Mims. I, I, I think he's going to have a good week at the Senior Bowl. I, I have him running in the sub four fours. 
uh, when we do get to the NFL Combine here in a couple of uh, in a couple of months. Uh, his receiving market share is fourteen point nine percent. Receiving yards was eighteen point nine percent. His overall uh, his, his receiving touchdown market share was twenty eight percent, finishing with a twenty one percent, which is the lowest of the four players we've discussed so far. Some of the positives that I did take away: I think he's very light and quick on his toes. I think he's above average ability to adjust to the catch point, shallow, deep, or contested. He's willing to block. He'll hustle the boot, but it, it, when the ball's not going to him near the line of scrimmage, he's just kind of he's kind of one of those guys that just if if the if he knows the run's going to the opposite side, he's not really going to sell much, uh, which does kind of it, it irritates you when you're watching it because you love the guys that you know even on the backside and you know sometimes it can it can be looked in the opposite. But like George Pickens, DK Metcalf, like they're gonna at times just be overly aggressive even when the thing's not going towards them. Uh, I think he has an elite ability to move with the quarterback in scramble situations. Um, strong hands, late hands. They've used him on jet motions to create openings. Um, but I do think he has a slender lower quarter. Uh, that's one of those things that comes with these longer guys. Like it always reminds me of like uh, Jerome Simpson. Um, you talked about Addison a minute ago. Uh, he lines up predominantly on the right side of the line of scrimmage. 89% of his routes were lined up on the right side. Uh, and kind of like what I mentioned before, he doesn't really sell routes if the thing's not going to him or if the ball's going the opposite direction. Uh, and he's definitely not able to break many tackles at all. It's, it, it seemed like every first defender was able to take him down. So he was a three-star coming out in 2020, and I, I think he's a good a good player. Um, I think he's gotten a lot of hype due to those big plays that he's made with Drake May at quarterback and that he made at Kent State at a lower level of football. I have a Jeremy Macklin meets George Pickens type of a situation, but obviously those two guys were hyper-talented when it comes to that. I think that's more of a play style comp. That's kind of how I roll with these comps. It's more of a play style than it is like a, I think this is what he can be. So that's why I lean more towards a Macklin and a Pickens. That's kind of what I visualize when I watch him play. Uh, He broke out at 21, which is his redshirt sophomore season at Kent State. I kind of looking at him as like a late second, early third, depending on what that 40 comes in. If he runs like a 439-440, He's going to naturally get boosted. And 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 my biggest takeaway, I think, was I'm not as big of a fan of Devontae Walker as it seems like the majority of like the 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 draft and the college Twitter is. Uh, I don't think I am the, either. If we're talking they, about a the round two guy, I mean they, they love the big plays and the, right. The big plays are always what gets the screen grabs on Twitter. And I, I think he's a good receiver, but well, I think also your quarterback player. is being talked about. I mean, like the possible quarterback one that gets a bunch of eyeballs right. and they see the connection there. Yeah. And, Right. And so I, I just think there's a lot of a lot of questions there. Um, and some of the things that he he doesn't do or or, or hasn't been able to show uh, to this point worry me. Uh, I think he's got a rather lackadaisical intermediate route tree with limited movements in, inside of it. And I think he lacks attention to detail on some of that shorter area stuff. So, again, I don't want to call him a one trick pony because I don't think he has like the Jalen Hyatt thing where it's like he, he can do that thing really well. He is good at getting downfield, but he also doesn't have the Jalen Hyatt speed. So um, I, I think he's a guy that has a lot of pure, raw talent, uh, moxie, swag, and ability. Um, but I think that he needs to go to a team that is kind of going to embrace that. Like a team, you know, I don't want to say like – it almost feels like the Steelers. The Steelers are good at taking these guys and kind of molding them into being a good receiver within that first year. Like you saw Deontay come out of Toledo. Uh, obviously Pickens had his ups and downs, and then he came out of Georgia and was really good. And um, even you can always go back to ab and stuff like that but like they're they've been pretty good this is just a guy that really seems like he would fit that situation so um but yeah i, I came out with macklin and pickens as my play style comps 
What do you think about this? All right, so there, there you have it. Um, there's our initial breakdowns. There's certainly more to come. Make sure you, you stay following us here on the Roster Watch YouTube and on rosterwatch.com as we'll be broadcasting live from the Senior Bowl and from all the events. And like these are these evaluations are sure to change, but we got to get the primers done, man. We got to at least know what we're talking about before we go in there to e- evaluate. Uh, I'm just gonna go through this list going back to say 2019. I'm just gonna click through these things. I'm just gonna. So let's just start with Walker. And um, I'm going to find guys who are just look similar to me physically, right? Physically first, and foremost, first and foremost, I'm just going to say, I, I, I mentioned a minute ago with, with Cowing, Walker, I have at the bottom of the list of four that we've done so far. Who do you like better as a prospect? And, you, and just think back to them as a prospect. Van mm-hmm. Jefferson out of Florida or um, Walker? Walker. Okay. What about, um, well, I was looking at uh, 2021, the one that seems similar to me. What about Seth Williams out of Auburn? That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going to go Seth. I'm going to go Seth Williams. Kind of the same ilk, very much uh, a guy that has the talent, has the raw talent, has the abilities. He's not overly fast, got that big playability. I I think that's a very good, uh, that's a very good one to line up next to him. What about Joshua Palmer from Tennessee? I, I go, I would lean Walker. Okay. Um, let's see. 2022. There was one in here that I saw that was kind of. Um, how about versus Jalen Tolbert? Similar bodies. Yeah, very similar bodies. Um, gonna run similar. Gonna get drafted in the similar area. I think Tez. I think the difference is Tez has a different, uh, different. Uh, he's a he's a notch a notch higher in the big playability sector, but those guys are also a good, that's a good line there. Okay. Now for Jacob Cowing, um, Jacob Cowing or Paris Campbell. I probably go, I probably go Paris Campbell as a prospect. Okay. What about Jacob Cowing or shy Smith? Cowing. Almost very, very, very close in size, though, as far as those guys. So, so, so you like it better than than, than Shy Smith? Yep. Okay. I like Shy Smith. Cowing or Sky Moore? Oh. I was really high on Sky. So, I mean, if you if you can't you, you know you can't use hindsight bias, you have to go back to what you had. I, I think I would end up with Sky higher. I think I know this. I mean, Cowing or Jaden Reed, Jay Reed, for sure, right? I, I think these are these are really good. These are these, Paris Campbell and, and Sky Moore putting in there. People have to remember as prospects what these dudes were. Paris Campbell coming out of Ohio State, thousand yard season, run that four three. Sky Moore, he was very much propped uh, up high. I think the Sky Moore one's very much in line with Cowing, but I think Cowing brings it brings a different ability to the field. Um, much more pro-ready when you do look at it in hindsight. Uh, the read one, though, you definitely take a read. 